On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. Let's move on to um, our next story. And the next story is, is something which really ought to have got a bit more coverage um, this week, given the, the scale of it. Um, yet more figures published by the Department of Housing which show yet more records of the people who are sleeping in emergency accommodation. 12,441 people residing in emergency accommodation at the end of May. That includes 3,699 children. Uh, that's an increase of 182 on the previous month. Uh, Father, Father Peter McVeary is with us. Um, Father McVeary, thanks for, for joining us this lunchtime. Um, I imagine, given your experience up front with the figures, that this was going to be the way it was going to go, and indeed it's probably already gotten worse since those figures were compiled. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem. It's not just disappointing, it's utterly depressing. And what is more depressing is that as you look into the future, you don't see any evidence that that... Uh, you don't see any evidence that those figures are actually going to come down. If we continue going this way, by the time of the next election, uh, there could be 16,000 homeless people uh, in Ireland. That's the way, that's the way it's looking. And um, what's worse for homeless people is they have a huge, there's a growing sense of hopelessness. There's a growing sense that this is their life for years to come because they can't get out of homelessness. The private rented sector, almost impossible to get into the private rented sector. Social housing is very, very scarce. So they see no future except living in hostels. And many of the hostels are not fit for purpose. Uh, Some of the hostels are excellent, some are passable, but many of the hostels are unsafe. You have drug users and non-drug users sharing rooms together. In fact, some people first became drug users because they were uh, because they went into homeless hostels. People are being assaulted. Their property is being robbed. It is uh, the hostels are not fit for purpose. And I've been saying that for years, and nobody cares. Um. Given your experience of, of helping to provide people with emergency accommodation and to try and find other medium-term solutions, um, have you seen a noticeable uptick in the last couple of months since the evictions ban was lifted? Because I, I know that the providers of many other emergency accommodations said they didn't see a deluge on day one, but what they did see were people inquiring to see what the fallback would be and that this was going to be a long-term surge rather than it being overnight. Has that been your experience? It has, yes, because the notice to quit... A uh, landlord has to give a certain number of months notice to quit, depending on how long you have been in the uh, renting the property. It could be six months notice so that uh, it, it didn't, uh, there was no cliff edge uh, after which a, a huge number of homeless people suddenly became, a huge number of renters suddenly became homeless. Yeah, I'm getting requests all the time from people in private rented accommodation saying, in three weeks' time, I have to be out. Uh, What can you do for me? And the reality is that all I can offer them is a place in a hostel. And many of them don't want to go into hostels. And many of them have good reason for not going into hostels. And many have never experienced homelessness before. Uh, They don't know what the hostels are going to be like. They're scared to death going into hostels. It's a, it's, a, it's a nightmare scenario. And as I say, the, the difficulty is there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, the government says that the, the fact that the homelessness has gone up, but not by the surge that many feared, 
is something of a vindication of their moves because they believed that if you extended the evictions ban any longer than it was already in place, that you would disincentivize people from keeping properties in the rental market. And, and they say that the increase has not been the tsunami that many feared. What do you say in response to that? Well, to say that the increase hasn't been as bad as expected is, is, is pretty pathetic, really. Uh, what we want to see is the numbers coming down. And their, their, their justification for ending the eviction ban was that if you extended it, it would drive land, more landlords out of the market. Actually, ending the eviction ban, in my view, is going to drive more landlords out of the market because many people are going to overhold. They're simply not going to move out. And they can't, they, the landlord can't get them out until the landlord goes to the district court for getting an eviction order, and that could take a year. So the reality is that landlords are maybe scared to death of people overholding, and that is the nightmare scenario for, for landlords. Does that also suggest, so, Peter, then, if, if people are overholding right now, that really we're kind of masking the extent of the problem? Because although people are overholding for the time being, it means that that rental property then is not available for anyone else to move into, but it does also mean that people are housed, but in a very precarious way, and that really they ought to be considered as homeless like anyone else. Well, it may be. I don't have any figures for the number of people who are overholding, but I can imagine people are desperate. People living in private rented accommodation with a notice to quit in two weeks' time uh, are absolutely desperate. And I can imagine, and I can only guess, but I don't have the figures, that some people uh, are, are simply not going to move out because there's nowhere to move out to. Um. I was talking to a colleague the other day and we sort of reached the fairly grim conclusion that homelessness has now become so normalised really at the levels that we currently have that even if a government made a real meaningful dent and a government changed policy and decided to bring the numbers down, even if it were able to have the numbers in emergency accommodation, you'd still have 6,200 people homeless. And that's a, a pretty grim way to think about it. Are you concerned that at this point we've become so accustomed to five figures in emergency accommodation that it's become far too normalised? It has become normalized. I remember when the figures went past 5,000. This is, no, nah, that's not so long ago. <clears throat> there was outcry. It was on the front page of the newspapers. It was on every news channel. Uh, then the numbers crept up and up and up. And uh, when it passed 10,000, it got a piece on the inside pages of the newspapers and it got a small uh, mention at the end of the news bulletins. Yeah, we've become normalized. It's going to reach 15,000 uh, over the next 12 months, probably. Uh, and uh, we probably won't pass an eyelid. What's the solution to all this, Peter, if there is one? Uh, the solution is uh, to, first of all, uh, renew the ban on evictions with a proviso that where that imposes particular hardship on landlords, that landlords can get an exemption from the uh, landlords can get an exemption from the, the the ban on evictions because the majority of people becoming homeless today are coming from the private rented sector. Uh, so we need to re restore that ban on evictions. Uh, that would be the first thing. Secondly, we need to look at uh, other uh, other housing options. We need to look at modular housing, which can be put in place very, very quickly, uh, and rapid build housing. Uh, we we need to look at those as, as as immediate solutions while we're waiting to build houses uh, with 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 concrete. 
there are things that can be done, uh, but uh, I don't see any willingness on the part of government to uh, to do it. They're radical. What the government are doing, they're tweaking. They're tweaking the housing system, and that's not working. <laughs> uh, the housing system is fundamentally defective, and we need much more radical uh, proposals and much more radical action than we've seen from government so far. Okay, we will leave it there. Uh, Peter McVerry, the founder of the Peter McVerry Trust, thank you very much for joining us this lunchtime. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.